0: Look, if you don't want to make that change within yourself, it's not going to get better. This might not apply to everybody, but if you feel like you're rock bottom, okay, and you're hoping for a better day, but you literally are doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results, that's a definition of insanity. You are provided with a choice every day. You are provided with multiple choices throughout the entire day. Take that choice. Make that change. You've identified a problem. You're saying you're rock bottom. Got it. You're there now. There's only one way, and it's up. So change your mindset. Use that choice and go a freaking different direction. Love y'all. Faceman VTT out.
1: Day three of retirement. As an infantryman, I was asked if I could clean the sink. So let's look at this. Definitely some kind of grime on there. And I open up the cabinet. What do I use? Nothing comes to mind. Like my experiences, my skill set. No. Wait a minute. Everyone knows this is how you clean everything. Infantry. Retired. Just a good second. Uh, uh, would you like a military
2: discount?
3: Uh, oh, do you offer one? Honestly cap oh, yeah, of the day. CC's Pizza is the county fair of restaurants. You go in there, you look around, you feel a little bit better about yourself, then you realize that you're in there too. Don't tell me I'm wrong. Well, let's be honest. You know, not everybody's made for this life. It's scary. You know, you got to jump out of a plane while it's moving. That's not natural, it's high, it's it's fucking wet outside sometimes, it's snowy, it's hot, it's dry, it's shitty. Who the fuck would want to be airborne? Best job, fucking best job I ever had.
2: The Veteran
3: Trash Talk Hour! Hosted by Nick, Dave, and Buddy! Real warriors making fun of other real warriors! Try to not get triggered! <laughs>
0: send it dave send it's your it. turn send it. send it send it dave what's up everybody welcome to episode 112 of the trash talk hour Our special guest today is army veteran erica andresen author of how to not kill your business and as usual i'm joined by nick and buddy buddy welcome back from europe bro yeah buddy. you've been gone for
1: like four months dude uh,
3: it was almost a month almost a yeah month. great time good time was
0: a good time yeah um yeah
3: well, yeah, you got, crazy, got any
1: crazy stories for
3: us tell us about we, Qu- tell us about quinn in amsterdam i will not because recorded <laughs> and um child protective services might watch so <laughs> we'll, we'll just keep it moving past past quinn in amsterdam yeah. um he had he had a great time but it was he legal experienced, he experienced some uh some of life he got to he got to think that his um his Riz, as the kids are calling it these days, is real strong. And then I had to inform him that was because they thought that he would pay them. But uh but hey, other than that, it was a great time. Went did some snowboarding. Uh yeah,
0: you guys were all outs. over the place. How many yeah, how many countries did uh, you visit over there in Europe? Oh uh, we hit
3: England, uh the Netherlands, Germany, France, Italy, Monaco. So what six? Nice. Six places. Yeah. yeah six, it's great, time. It's
0: a great time. Great time. Good time, good time. So as usual, we're back. It feels like it's been years, right? Last time yeah, we were all together long, was last long, year. L- long time, right? Long a break. Bit of a break. But um, we're going to kickstart it with another conspiracy. I took copious mm. notes for Buddy. Okay, I looked this so up maybe. last night. And uh, Son of a bitch. All right. Yeah, and, buddy, yeah, grab your pen and paper. We'll wait After for a second. Me.
1: Damn no. it. Yeah. Yeah, he can hear
0: you. He's already no, mental. I can, I can get your, get your
3: whiteboard. Get your whiteboard. I have a white piece of paper. We're okay, that works.
0: Yep. So today that's we're gonna talk about um Nikolai <laughs> Tesla, okay, and uh the alien connection. Of course, I'm gonna talk about aliens. That's what I usually do UAPs, UFOs, you know, that's my thing. So um back in 1899, all right, long time ago, um, in Colorado Springs, while testing a magnified transmitter built to track storms, Nikolai Tesla received three beeps, okay like just signals. And um, he was like, what the hell is this? You know, at the time that really didn't make sense. But after analyzing it, whatever he did, you know, with mathematics, whatever, he ended up claiming that they came from Mars. Okay. Um, Fast forward 1901, he actually wrote an article for the Call Yours Weekly, whatever publishing group that is, proclaiming his belief in extraterrestrials and called it Talking with the Planets. So the conspiracy has that a lot of his inventions came from aliens, okay? He was really big into the pyramids and referred to them as power generators. Uh, He was shunned from his peers. They called him the mad scientist. People like J.P. Morgan, Edison didn't want to align with his beliefs and basically just called him crazy. And then after he died, his documents were confiscated by the FBI, okay? Some of the documents have now been released, including designs of anti-gravity ships, okay, what we refer to now as ufos is an airplane uh no no wings no wings anti-gravity okay well, well you take off as anti-gravity well yes but they didn't have wings none no. of that shit, okay totally so just hold off nick just hold off let me Pro finish lip. you're gonna get your damn turn okay when i jump it's I anti-gravity the gravity <laughs> takes over
1: and brings me back so
0: rumor has well, it well, well, there's I I a lot buddy buddy, buddy. buddy. I don't buddy. Get canceled. the dumpster fire started welcome yeah. to the show. <laughs> i just think I'm not anti-gravity. I'm, like, pro-gravity. Very pro-gravity. I'm pro-gravity,
1: I'm pro-whatever.
3: Pro, pro if you want to be gravity, be gravity. Like, yeah,
0: trust, so, trust anywho, the anyhow, uh, the documents that the FBI confiscated, obviously I just talked about some of them that were released. The rumor has it there's a lot more, such as, like, free energy, things of that nature. But the government is obviously holding those documents because, you know, there's a lot of money involved in that. And if we could just provide free energy to everybody, then, you know a lot of companies will lose a lot they of They made money. a movie about this. It's called The they Saint. They did. Yep, yep. So that was pretty much a quick synopsis of the whole thing. What, All right. What was
3: the movie called? So,
0: the Saint. So, so we have uh, we have Tesla. Did he talk to aliens? Okay, that would be the first question for this conspiracy. And then number two, are there a lot of documents that are still hidden by the government and have not yet been released? Okay, so to number one, you're up, you're up first. You're up first. Give me one second. So the number one, talking to aliens, not sure if that happened. Maybe. I mean, he is receiving signals, you know, 1899, like the guy invented the radio, like radio frequencies, which then led to like cell phones and everything. So he was a pretty smart guy. So receiving signals from Mars, not really sure what happened with that. Um, did he invent some stuff that could definitely help out the world? Uh hundred percent. Is the government keeping those documents? One hundred percent. So alien 50-50. The other stuff that he invented, 80-20. That's my take. You're up first.
2: Okay. Question first. Um, I was not taking copious notes, but did you Ooh, say that you this was in Texas it. that he was testing? He had the three
0: beeps. Was it Texas? No, that was in uh Colorado. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think there was Colorado Springs. This was in Colorado Springs, July 1899. Ooh, is it a coincidence that that's where, uh, the,
3: the military, the Air Force, has their uh, signals?
0: Hmm. Weird, isn't it, um, buddy?
3: It'll be your I'm turn about... in a second. It'll be I'm your turn saying, in a second. You, just, you brought it up. I'm just, I'm just going. Conspiracies. Go ahead. Uh, I do.
2: I'll, I'll go to the second part first, which is yes, I do believe there are documents hidden. And I don't need to be a conspiracy theorist about that. I just know um, they're usually hidden in a uh, Florida beach resort or a garage that holds a Corvette. You know, yeah, buy, yeah, buy, <laughs> yeah. Buy
3: uh, a <laughs> But, I mean, the, the Corvette was locked <laughs> up. It wasn't just on the street. That's right. Yeah, and I had Secret <laughs> Service watch the house. I mean, come on. It's, yeah, yeah,
0: they're, good. they're good. I like that, Erica. That's good. Okay. Uh,
2: but uh, to the first one, I was, that really threw me because when I, for whatever reason I heard Texas, I'm like, Marfa Lights. Of course, it happened in Texas, probably near Marfa, although those were debunked as uh, actual cars. They actually, people set up studying that. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to Colorado Springs, yeah, I think It was probably an absolute alien interaction because the Air Force Force and the Navy, the pilots are the ones who are seeing all this stuff and they're, you know, declassifying all that. So if we're seeing this stuff now, you know, if you think about in the grand scheme of life and time and energy, we are are a microsecond of existence in this planet. So, yes, I like that. We're so we're so self-absorbed that we think we're the only ones that are around. We've been around the longest, and no, we're 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 zygotes, basically. Which to me,
0: which to me, and i brought this up on the show multiple times, would actually be even scarier. Like if if we said we were the only ones in the grand scheme of thing, that's actually scarier than thinking you know, there's other life forms out there doing their thing. Like if it's just us and we're it. That's actually actually more terrifying than thinking, hey, you know, there's other life forms out there. That's my opinion on that. But maybe I'm going to raise my bar then to 70, 100, just because of the spacecraft designs and stuff that he came up with back in the 1800s, early 1900s. At that time, we weren't really...
3: The the uh, anti-gravity
0: vessels. Yeah, anti-gravity vessels. Those documents have actually been released. So for anybody that's watching, if you want to Google it, the FBI did release those. And... Like how the hell is he coming up with stuff like that back then? So maybe, maybe yeah, 70, 100 alien. You you but know how, you know how
3: people came up with stuff like that back then?
0: How did they come instead up? with LSD. You're next, buddy. You're next. So yeah, LSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, now, that's 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 that used to be Joe's answer for everything. I would say that,
3: that we we look at people hundred years ago and and we look down on them like oh my god they're so stupid. They knew how things worked. More than we who go to we our education system is about regurgitating information that other people found out by figuring how things worked out like mm-hmm. the way that that Edison and Tesla and Einstein like they they were paid to sit and think about things and figure mm-hmm. out mathematics and they they questioned the world because they weren't wow. told by a bunch of other people how the world worked so their minds were open to be able to receive, like, or to be able to understand and think about things. Also, I want to say that this happened in what year? 1899?
0: So, 1899 is when um, he received those signals. Well, How do we know the where he later did work? And then later, like, he claimed that those signals, It was the three beeps that he received, because he was tracking mm-hmm. a storm that was about 600 miles away, which is already freaking impressive. Like, again, the stuff that this yeah, guy yeah. did. And then in 1901, he released the article, like, it was called, like, Talking to the Planets or whatever. And he All claimed I'm that it, it came that from Mars. Like, he's stuck I'm on just, Mars.
3: Yeah, I'm just impressed that he wasn't partying like it was... Um, 1899. Like, it was 1899. You know what yes. I mean? Like, it just... Yeah. I feel like <laughs> he really... Yeah. In the future, he would have been, like, jamming
0: to a print song on his radio that he made. but just, Okay. Like, so, what's your take, buddy? Aliens... And then government is keeping some of his inventions, obviously, okay, to be greedy all, and everything.
3: I, I think that we can all agree
0: that the government doesn't keep
3: secrets from people. Like <laughs> the government's job is to be transparent and let us know everything. Technically that's going they on work for, for us, people. right? So yes, yes, that's true. we pay them of yeah. the yep. Yep. Like, I pay my taxes and I know my rights. So yep. they tell us everything that's going on. So no the government would never have <laughs> think about government. it that way buddy. The government is also not at all like run or guided by companies that make a lot of money off of charging people for energy. Like if they weren't then they might look into like I don't know using hydrogen that comes from water in order to power cars or something like so- they were doing 100 years ago.
0: Anyway, so whatever. there's a guy. There's a guy. I, I'm going to talk about, and not to get off topic, but there's a guy in. Well, it's one hundred percent to get off
3: topic. You, you know, literally just, just got off point. topic. You literally did yeah, yeah. it on purpose. I, so. I just did.
0: There's a guy in, in California. Want, no, he he listen, wants, listen. listen there's a guy. I don't, in don't in want to sound. There's lots of people in California. Something racist thing. Like he talks about. He was inventing stuff with cars. and using what and using water, and he ended up being dead. He ended up. He ended up dead. I'm gonna talk about him one of his conspiracies. He
3: ionized uh, uh, water particles to separate the hydrogen. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, the oxygen atoms used the ox or the hydrogen to burn, uh, and got like a hundred and some odd miles to the gallon on a old beater. Yeah, 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 yeah. He died.
0: Yeah, that guy. Okay, so aliens, buddy? Yes,
3: no, no. I think I think that I think that the general population uses somewhere around. Uh, a little less than 10% of their brain and there are certain people that have the ability to use a lot more of their brain and those people are the Einsteins, the Teslas the and and, and they aren't um, pop, or uh, polluted with outside people telling them what they're supposed to believe and they just figure things out because they have the freedom to think of shit and okay. they think shit up and that's what they do and they so use a lot more of that- their brain
2: That Tesla is the the Bradley Cooper of uh, what was that movie
3: where? Yeah, Bradley Cooper. Bradley Cooper minus the uh, the drug involvement.
1: Yeah, and probably six pack. So (laughs) I don't
3: know. Yeah, yeah. And and I'm looking at. I mean, he's a good looking guy. He's a good looking dude, but he's no Bradley Cooper. There's also an argument to be made that Tesla could have been, you know, know, on the spectrum. He could have been autistic. He could have been and. their brains work in different ways. They see things in different ways.
2: If he was on the spectrum, then wouldn't he be more receptive to hearing messages from aliens? He
0: was. He was was listening. So it was aliens. That's what she's saying, though, because you're saying the signals he received.
3: No, no, no. I'm saying that Tesla was not an alien. He had the ability to hear things. But aliens? Of course aliens. We're literally in the past, what, five years, we found like 15 planets that are Earth-like, within like this, galaxy. And for every, for and this
1: sun, galaxy, for every, for so- not in this galaxy,
3: for every, yeah, in this galaxy, yes, yeah, okay, allegedly, let me allegedly, <laughs> okay, uh, I haven't got to get Chris right in here because uh, anyway, like flat, and you yeah, know, but uh, for every star, or for every obviously, star you see in the night sky, there are you know at least five or six planets that are around that star. The uh, just statistically, like we're the only ones we're it we're it we're the we are the epitome of what the the cosmic fucking like, now nah, i don't think so i think there's probably tons of tons of other ones that are probably
0: a lot more advanced than we are okay so you're still saying no to alien contact. no i
3: said yes alien okay yes, Well, you alien. said no the he's first saying, time you're saying he's no said,
1: he's the saying time. that tesla's not an alien yeah, 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 we know that. that.
0: Wasn't yeah, the
1: question,
3: yeah. That, that was before you got on. That was before you got on. That was okay. Totally yeah. And then,
0: then so obviously obviously the government would, would never hide secrets and they confiscated oh, all this stuff, but they released no. it all. Yes. By the okay. way, the
3: government no, they never hide secrets. So just yep. if, it, if, take, if buddy. you're watching, hey guys, if you're watching, same team, Farva, you guys don't hide anything.
0: Thank you, buddy. The yeah, Big yeah. Earl, what what is what is uh, the Big Earl's tale All right, p- all people this? know I'm a man of truth. All right, I'm a I'm a man of data and of the people. Right? So and,
1: you know of the people, and there's some things that are kind of you know uh, you guys are you know contradicting each other with your sayings of how the government doesn't hide things, but yet when no. the government when the government tells us that some mythical space scope in space said that we found 12 planets, we believe it. Right. So they it's don't like,
3: hide things.
1: I'm just saying they don't hide things. That's right. Right. So because right. we, we gotta we, we gotta figure that out. It's like, are we just releasing this information like, hey, these guys will want fucking wild with this for about three months? <laughs> right. And and then and then we can we can do whatever we want. Just tell them there's like six hundred wow. planets. It's a lot, like, right? like, so, a
3: lot like a lot like a really wacko parent. It'd be like if you told your kid like, hey, like they don't have a way to like they're they can't walk to a place, they can't ride their bike, it's like so far away, like hundred and fifty miles from here, there is a place where everything's free and it's just candy and scooters and just fun and all you just but you can't go there Yeah bro. that's really so, what right so no. but
1: uh yeah, that, yeah yeah so again I I have to we can't say that we look down on previous you know cultures and generations as being dumb and then just give all the credit to aliens all right so, oh, 100% like, agree We didn't give yeah. any the, credit, the, the credit the, Yeah the credit goes to Other than like the again the pyramids are power receptors obviously like you said so um everybody knows that everybody I've knows this right and they, they're perfectly on the same uh parallel logical line with the Mayan pyramids i don't know some kind of crazy stuff yeah, yeah they, they, they align uh, yeah, 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 align yeah, with yeah, the solar yeah, system and it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 got it got it uh, um so, Mathematically, yeah, so there, they, they just followed the sun. i don't know
0: uh <laughs> So, and people in different countries just all decided to build pyramids. Right. And they didn't right, even know each other well, at the time. The but,
3: but let's not, let's, not, let's uh, like let me, bigger, get, let me get to it.
0: Let me get to it. Let me get to it.
1: So there was some hard facts that were said during this that are important. And I've said it probably episode five, like two years ago. All right. I am fascinated by a conversation that the actual J.P. Morgan had with the Secretary of State before World War One. Right, he said, Hey, when are we going to get into World War One? And Secretary Star Byrne said, Uh, we're not Woodrow Wilson declared neutral. And
3: yeah, J- JP Byrne know. goes,
1: The fuck we are. He goes, You guys allowed us to invest in this war, and all of the money's on the British side. So if the British don't win, we don't get our money back. So we're getting in this war. And he goes, Money controls everything, right? You say so, wars about uh, money, right? And and, and again. So if J.P. Morgan is the one that was like, "Hey, Tesla, gotta go," right? So that's a big, that's
0: a big that's, red flag right there. Yeah. That's for a, the that's, Rockefeller.
1: Like that, like, yeah, like that's a, that's a, that's right there. Uh, like you know, J.P. Morgan, like, "Hey, look, I already put my money in this Edison guy. Uh, this fucking dude, bye." You know, you know, like he wants to do it for free and shit. Like you know, so like, like,
0: and, and Nikolai Tesla came to work for Edison. That's how it like all started because he's from, yeah. I think he was Chechnya. I don't know where. He- yeah, Chessia, uh, the Chessia, the yeah,
1: yeah, exists Edison, back then. Yeah but uh Edison, yeah, You're thinking uh, of
0: Bosnia uh, and Yugoslavia. Yeah.
1: Uh,
3: Edison and Tesla's beef was basically over whether to use DC or AC D C. Yeah.
1: And, so uh, I I don't, yeah, I, okay. I don't think he talked to aliens. I don't think he talked to aliens. Uh you know, maybe in his mind he thought he did. Right. And uh, wh- wherever you get some people say it's God talking to him. Some people say it's aliens. Yeah, I some people, you know, whatever. Like I, I just yeah, I think the dude was on the spectrum and was, you know, just able to free think and do mm-hmm. things and, and try things. And, you know, as you know, Erica will probably let you know, when it comes to like applied research and all this stuff, you got to have people who are free thinkers and try different things, you know, and do things to figure out if it, if it works or not. Right. As mm-hmm. opposed to just trying to be right all the time. Right, let's just well, try still, to figure this out, you know. And like your that goes back to your point about how other people will tell you how things are, and that we should just go by it. And it's mm-hmm. like that's literally how we stop learning. Like yeah. we gotta, we gotta, we gotta try shit. Like try something better, right? Well, and, you know, that's
3: also like we 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 back to on the spectrum. And I don't know when Autism and Asperger's Awareness Month is, but maybe we we save this for that. Like we look at it like it's a bad thing, and we're trying to cure it, like you know, they're just different. So why, you know, they don't need to be cured. They just need to be treated with a little bit of baby, some dignity, tiny bit of respect, and let them do what they do.
0: I love that. That's good stuff, buddy. Yeah. But, uh,
3: yeah, so that's that's my take. I don't think there's uh, any
1: alien involvement with Tesla himself, uh, but I do 100% believe he was silenced. Uh, and it was probably for money, uh, 100% for money, like JP yeah. Morgan said. You know, Jimmy Morgan said that we don't have to fight the war for money. He's just saying money controls everything, and the money's right here, right now. So yeah. that's what that's where we're going, right? And like, I mean, I, I don't want that power because I don't know if I'd be good with it because I'm kind of an asshole. But like, I don't, I like, I want, I don't want to be able to go into a room. God help us all. Like, hey, hey, this is what we're doing. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: got it. You know, and you know, I, I go back, you know, with uh, like I said, with the whole steroids you know, we're getting off topic, but the same thing steroid scandal of baseball, and somebody, warned Clinton, he said, don't piss off these major league sports commissioners. He's like, they're very powerful people, right? Mm-hmm. And like, and so when he passed the Farm Act that allowed natural supplements to be sold without FDA approval, that made things like Anderstein, HGH supplements, all that stuff legal in the United States. And the union agreement with baseball was anything legal was allowed. And Seelig mm. went in there and tossed a desk, in the White House. Like, I want to be able to do that. I want to be able to go there and toss a desk and be like, you know what you just fucking did to my sport? You know? And it was like, it was like, oh. But well, yeah, so they're definitely, you don't want to piss off people with money. And you also don't want to piss off the government. So, yes, they are 100% transparent and we love them. But, uh anyways, uh
0: Buddy is hey, real before Buddy's on his cap, what a great dumpster fire. I think we kick started. Yeah, I think I well, think right? we did a good job. Oh, well. yeah. Erica's right. like, where did I land? What am I yeah. doing here? Yeah. Like, <laughs>
1: <Yeah. laughs> uh, but uh Buddy, we have not we we're hoping he was alive. <laughs> One time we lost him for a month and then we found him in a river uh and decided sure. he was living he was living there by choice. So uh that's by fine. choice. Um I would I
3: would live in a river rivers
1: are awesome. Yeah, so Buddy, really. give a, we've been waiting for months for a good honesty cap. So don't let us down.
3: I don't know if I'm going to let you down, but okay. uh but, but but here we go. So um as you know, we talked about earlier, I went to uh I went to Europe for uh for the the, the holiday season. <laughs> and uh we went to went to Amsterdam, went to London, uh went to went to France and you know, prior to going there, I had seen a lot of people like especially like the the yappy like the the yap about like the second amendment and americans and how we all have guns and this that and the other and uh and okay hey whatever like we live differently than they do it's fine not a huge deal but then I, I i went to europe and it's the first time i've been back to europe to like tour around as a an adult and uh we're like walking in france we come out of uh one of the in paris We come out and i walked into no shit a squad-sized element in 100% all their military gear with AR-15s and pups and they're, like, walking down the street doing the patrol. Like, they're the military, like, the actual military, not like the gendarme or, like, the, the local police, but, like... Ooh, I like how you said that. The French military... Oh, gendarmes. Yeah, dude, I'm, dude, I'm basically, like, Dave now, bilingual as like, fuck. Try it, <laughs> lingual, buddy, try it. But, um... <laughs> You know, if somebody were minutes, before
2: not really listening, thought you might be yeah. dropping a Jean Claude Van Damme reference.
3: Yes. Oh, Jean-Claude, if yes. I had seen yes. Jean Claude Van Damme, I might not have come first back. blood, homie.
1: Oh, <laughs> that's don't. that's Rambo, dude.
3: Yeah. No, uh, was a, oh, is it? Yeah, no. it was, what is. Rambo? Yeah. He. Blood he sports. sports. Thank you, God just spoke to God. us, in our, yeah. Dave, yeah. Dave. Dave saw it in German, and so sometimes <laughs> because he speaks so many languages, translations. It's a, So anyway, so I walk in the middle of this patrol, and I'm walking around, and it hit me, and I was like, if I hear another European tell me about how the Second Amendment is like, oh, why do you hell have guns and this, that, and the other, like, you don't dislike guns. You just don't, like, you you don't trust yourself to be able to safely use one, so you outsource your own safety to a bunch of, like, I would hate it if I walked out and a bunch of the 101st guys that are here in Clarksville were just walking around in Clarksville. Like, have you ever seen an 18-year-old, like, just kind of wield his his power? Nah. Like, I'm good. I'm good on not having <laughs> a little. I would whole lot rather, like, both, like, everybody just be equal and have their own shit and not have just one group of dudes walking around, like, Literally high-readying, like walking around in the tourist areas. It doesn't make me feel safe. It makes me feel like somebody's going to ask me for my. Paper yeah, like paper. why? Are, why are you here? <laughs> yeah, I looked. Up, I looked around. Like, is did something go down? Europe's changed. Europe's changed, changed, hasn't it, buddy? <laughs> try to throw something away in Paris. You can't. You because there's no there's no dumps. There's no trash cans. You know why they don't put trash cans around in Paris? Because apparently people put bombs in them because if you take away people's guns <laughs> just apparently it's easier to make a bomb and you put it in a trash you know, can and you kill a bunch of people. In Tokyo insane. there's
2: no trash cans either and that was because right. of the Satan attack in the subway. Exactly.
3: Yeah. So so here's my here's my here's my honesty cap to all the European followers and I'm sure we had at least I'm going to need you to step down off your, your moral high horse and think that you're awesome. You can't throw away your Coke cans and you have to have the military walking around to make you feel safe. Like that's not safe. That's real bad. That's that you're living in a shithole. If that's the case, if you have to have like squad-sized elements patrolling your street to make sure you don't get blown up by a terrorist. Maybe you're doing something wrong because I can yeah, walk outside it, right now and I don't have to worry about
0: it. Yeah, it goes back to I mean, again, off-topic, but that's like the border crisis and the whole refugee issue in in, in Germany and Europe in general. Like we yeah. we we botched that man. That became a huge problem. Like we with, who? like this well. Like, like wars wars syria i'm just saying not, you know i'm still yeah. in for five more months so I'll, I'll, yeah you I'll, better you better <laughs> lock it down
3: i'll shut up real quick but um we didn't yeah. botch it because
0: from but what the, well the we didn't botch it in. as in the u.s no but yeah. they botched it with you know yeah you allowing...
3: know
0: the park that the, the park that i played in the whole series. did you go to like, Kaiserslautern? i know you grew up yeah. in germany yeah, you spent yeah. a yeah. did you go to, did you walk through yeah. Kaiserslautern? oh yeah
3: yeah 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 did you see how much it's changed
0: yep yeah but uh
3: that's the thing though um the the difference between like and and you can you can love them or hate them but the president at the time said hey how about we just make where they live better instead of allowing them to leave and you know other people had other ideas and you know when you don't give people the ability to stand up for themselves against a tyrannical government, like in Syria, and instead you give them a place to flee, they just—they're
1: they, going to flee. The
3: best, well, the best ones are going to flee, or the, the you know the ones that can are going to flee. The ones with
1: money and the ones that yeah, get there. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they
3: have to start rebuilding. And if they're starting to rebuild, apparently the you know, it, I mean, it's natural. The people that are already there that aren't rebuilding are gonna look down on them because yeah. they're, you know, and they're gonna be forced to do some things that people that have stable roots wouldn't do. So they're gonna
0: look bad. And, le- and to- let me preface this real yeah. quick is like, when it comes to like taking people from other countries, like, you know, this might end up and somebody's gonna spin it. Like I'm all about women and children. Like if they're coming from war-torn countries, like open, in my opinion, I'm all for it in Europe. But what happened was, is like specifically in Germany, Busloads of military-aged males were let off and just dropped off in Germany, and then, like, without even like, yes, women and children came as well. Of course, it wasn't just like I'm not a fucking well. I'm a little bit of a conspiracy theorist, but like you are 100. 100%. 100%. But, but, but there were a yeah. lot of military-aged males that left and then came to Europe and then started, you know, the attacks, the stabbings, the the bombings, everything that happened. And women yeah. were left in Syria or wherever to. Wanna, you want like, whatever, you want to make it off, you know? If you want
3: to talk about let's talk about refugees real quick? I like, I'm all about all, taking a in we allow like a war country. We like, we allow all children from ages three to like 10, we just bring them in, we get them right next to a Walmart, we allow them to see. and then at 18, they got to go back. And then we're like, hey, you've seen how the other side lives, here's some money, just put in a Walmart. You guys would be I awesome. Don't even I mean, know what you just said, let's but... do it. A Walmart, I'm a, a, a Walmart
1: and McDonald's, and the and we have world peace, right? Hey, so. <laughs> we're gonna have to give
3: you, we're gonna give you a uh, cut rate, like goods, and then you know mass produced food. You'll be fine. It'll be fine, guys. Everything's gonna be all right. It's just bad over there right now, man. It's no, and again, bad.
1: And again, you know, people, Interior? people talk,
3: yeah.
1: People yeah, talk about, and like, I, I hate like linear thinking. And it's like if we just did this, then this would have done this. It's like oh, there's like, there's 600 things in this complex system that need to be either addressed, looked at, somehow sharpened, maybe dropped, maybe added to, right? All kinds of things. And I've always used this um, as a history buff that I am with like Honduras and Nicaragua, right? And El Salvador. We literally had a guy on the show who was setting up Contra camps in Honduras, right? Yeah. Like back in the 80s, you know? And it's like, we did that. Like America did that. So it's like when you're like, hey, we shouldn't let these El Salvadorians up here. It's like, yeah, like uh, we kind of had something to do with that. Like, uh, in, like Buddy said, <laughs> yeah. it's like, um, you know, maybe we should make El Salvador better. You know,
3: like, like, well, like our, you know, our like, problem, like... Like our problem as a, as a country. Banana like Republic, man. As a country, we let our fruit company run a country hey, for 20 years. Our problem is that we we half step into other countries. And you know what? Whatever, that's good. Yeah, that whatever. could be, yeah. we could have a whole we, show yeah. that. Yeah. I think we should focus on our guests now who's been well, patiently yeah. waiting, yeah. sipping
0: on her bourbon. Whatever yeah. 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 bourbon she's drinking. Obviously,
1: Erica can go into whatever she wants to because the yeah. next half hour is hers. Um, but uh. <laughs>
0: Welcome to the dumpster fire. Uh, Erica, yeah. welcome
1: to the dumpster fire. This is what we do. For those of you watching for the first time, got a couple of comments on uh, on Facebook uh, from some of our uh, regulars like Crystal and uh, Brian. Brian, uh, what up, people. Brian? Yeah, there's some new people watching. Um, but this whole thing was started to combat veteran suicide and provide a place for people to just have therapy and chat, right? And the best therapy, it's not always bourbon. So they, I know we're sponsored by a bourbon company. You know, if you can't drink... Shout out to 10th but, out you know, like, like, yeah, yeah. but we're not telling you to drink. It's just, you know, we're sometimes we're able to handle it. Um, sometimes Dave's not. But, like, you know, we get... Uh, it's, it's,
0: <laughs> most of the time. Most, most, of, the time, the,
1: most of the time. Dave but, is,
0: like, the chillest and the coolest out of the So, so I've seen so both when, of you drunk. Don't even get me started. But yeah, anyway, bro, keep going, Nick. No, keep of going, of Nick. Bro, keep yeah. going. Well, the
3: last time you <laughs> saw me drunk, I was the most calm
1: one up the bunch. And we were <laughs> celebrating your wedding. So, anyways. Uh, so, the... Again, once we got a, a, a decent reach and it was like, hey, what should we do with this? We were like, hey, let's promote some veteran companies, veteran-owned, you know, who are, any type of cause, you know, people that are hiring, people that have good ideas. And so what came to, you know, happened a lot for us was authors were reaching out. Uh, and I actually reached out to Erica because as I was uh, finishing my master's at the Yale of the
3: Southwest, which is UTEP, right? Picks up. Uh, you has know, got and a master's buddy. We should have. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, I, I applied for my master's in February, so let's just go. But
1: us, 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 11, us 11 Victors can read, baby. But, um, so, uh, boom, yeah, uh, you know, she came and she did a lecture for us, uh, in our public, one of our public administration classes. Oh. So that's where I was introduced to Erica, and you know, she was talking about how she was in the military, uh, actually started, you know, in the private sector first and came out so i was like hey this would be great and she wrote a book i'm like let's promote the book so chris if you could put that into the chat thread um and omar is watching right now he was also in that lecture that you were doing um Remember so that yeah <laughs> but any Annie, and he's a gorgeous uh gorgeous man i think he's like puerto rican
0: stacy says get it together yeah. dave i got it together
1: dave. yeah get it together this man always has
0: it together yeah
1: but Erica, welcome to the dumpster fire. Uh tell us a little bit about, you know, your service and you know, you know, just your, you know, kinda like, you know, generalization of your life, or whatever the hell you want to talk about. And then what made you write a book about how not to kill your business? Because I, I really hope these other two guys listen to this, because I've been keeping this business alive based on everything they're trying to do, kill it. So uh Erica,
3: whoa i'm here i'm here courting <laughs> oh to, my I'm god here courting the government right now <laughs> let's just let, let, let erica let, let erica, erica yours. You know, w- welcome to the dumpster fire the floor is yours
2: <laughs> thank you very much um thank you first of all for asking me to be on it was actually i think i was in the middle of my lecture and then i had an email from you you're like hey i have a pocket you should be a guest and i was like uh okay <laughs> and you're like here check <laughs> us out and i was like oh okay you're like authors do really well i'm like i'm in all right. So um my name's Eric Andreessen. I started off I'm from New York City. Uh, I was born and raised in Staten Island. I got rid of my accent on purpose. It does not come back except for a few words because I don't say them often enough to kill the accent. Example when I was We're there. We're gonna have
3: to keep you on the show long enough so that you can no, have no, no, a, no. a few more drinks I, and then I, was and at, I
2: No, no, it, it really doesn't come out. Even my friends in New York are like it's amazing it doesn't come out. Um so I was in JBLM, I was yeah. at the dentist. And the woman's like, so where are you from? It's in New York City. And she's like, I don't hear it. I go, yeah, no, I got rid of my accent on purpose. And she was, you know, working on my teeth. And then she's like, okay, uh, ready to clean. Do you want cherry, mint, or melon toothpaste? I said, melon. And in my head, I'm thinking cantaloupe. Like, I've never had cantaloupe toothpaste. (laughs) And she starts working and I go, oh, watermelon. She goes, there it is. I was like, what? <laughs> she, she said,
3: water. I
2: could say water, but I don't say watermelon enough. Water. Yeah. Say right. Anywho, um, so I grew up in New York City and I pretty much didn't leave other than to travel until I was 31. And I started my professional career. First, I was gonna go into the film industry being a film financing attorney. That was, that's super niche. I like to be niche on everything. So it was entertainment law, but
0: specifically- Sam, you watching?
2: You need a lawyer?
1: Sam. Yeah, we have
0: Sam and Dinah, we got a plug. Yeah.
2: And, um, <laughs> that was and shameless, then, Nick. The, the thing that's about entertainment <laughs> law is it, they're a glamor industry and they expect you to work for free because it's a privilege to work for them. And I was like, I got student loan debt. I, I'm living in my parents' house in Staten Island. Like, I don't want that to be the case. And they're like, well, you know, we can offer you $10 an hour. And I'm like, I made more for that in AV at school. Like, no, thank you. So then I went into corporate law instead. And, you know, it was on a scale of one to 10, the pay was a 12. The actual work was like five. But, you know, it enabled me to do a lot. And it was a stepping stone for something. And this was in the early to mid aughts. And it's funny, um, one of my externships, I worked at Penthouse Media. So I always knew where people were in my resume when they- Buddy
0: out. started smiling, not that penthouse, Buddy. Just, just no, stop. yeah, what? no, it, it is a penthouse.
2: <laughs> I did work for the porn magazine. So. Oh! Right, so it's Buddy me, was I, right, Buddy was right. <laughs> right. So
3: <tell laughs> me, I,
0: I
2: I could hey! tell I was being interviewed where they were in my resume, it'd be like this, and then they go, no, oh, that's
0: porn. hilarious. I'm going yeah, to put this little portion together and throw it on TikTok later. That was good. <laughs> that was good.
2: <laughs> so, I was doing corporate law and I was helping defend the banks that were selling the toxic CDOs that, that caused the world economy to collapse. And I was very unfulfilled doing that. And then um, one of my buddies, his name is Chris Page. I met him oh. in a bar one night um, for a fundraiser. Yeah, it was Valentine's Day it was a fundraiser for the wildfires that were going on in Australia so it was like 2008 or 9 I think um somewhere around there
0: I was
3: deployed and, I don't remember and he was
2: like hey I play co-ed rugby you should come to one of our matches and join the team and I was like okay so I met up with him and he was a uh, separated sergeant from the military and he wound up getting a job at Citicorp, being their veteran outreach person because he played rugby with a dude who worked for Citibank, and he was like hey I can teach you this job whatever so I mm-hmm. started getting invited to a whole lot of veteran events. And it was from that, one of my coworkers, um, Vicki, she had saw an advertisement for the Mercy Law Group out of Detroit, Michigan. And she's like, they have this thing called a VA accredited attorney. They will train you to be a VA accredited attorney. And all you have to do in return is do some free service hours for veterans. And I was like, oh, yeah, cool. I'll do that. And she she just put the two together. She's like, you're doing a lot of veteran events. You might like this. I started helping out veterans who had their claims denied by the VA, and then when I was doing it, I was like, wow, my law degree actually feels like it's being used for something good. And I wanted to do more like that, but it felt dirty to charge veterans, so the next best thing was to join the JAG Corps, and I asked my buddy Chris, I'm like, hey dude, you know everybody, do you have any JAG recruiters? And he's like, yeah, here, here, and here. And then that's how I wound up applying to the JAG Corps and leaving corporate world to That's what's up. to uh, be active duty. So I was like 31, I think, when I started the Jack Corps. and really liked everything I did there. You
0: got to give us some, some, some barracks stories in the Jack Corps. You got to give us like, obviously I'm you can't finished. name any names, but you got to, well, she, she's rolling. So she might just jump over that, you know, like well, okay. you got to give it's,
2: us. Hi, I said I'm from New York City. I talk fast. Sorry. <laughs> no,
1: you're, you're good. You're, you're good. good. You're, you're, good. Good. you're, you're good. good. You're good. Buddy and I, Buddy and I were tracking.
3: Okay, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. homie. Dave, Dave just wants to know, he likes gossip, so he wants to know, like, what's yeah. the what's the craziest thing you ever had in the core? Like, well, this oh, private came in
0: once that was, yeah,
2: there's there's plenty of buddy,
0: buddy, our viewers might actually get a good laugh out of this and but find it interesting, okay?
2: There, there are me, a lot of I got this, homie. In my stories, but yep. like, we can do that when I finish the Before event. Before Mafia, yep. Um, so, uh, um, Yeah, everything I did legal-wise, like the work, I really loved doing that in the JAG Corps. And uh, the only reason I left is, as I was approaching my 40s, like moving around a lot and having to start a new life every single time I moved. I'm like, I want more control over my life. Mm -hmm. But while I was in the JAG Corps, one of the things, um, because I'd been a real lawyer, and and JAG's hate when I say that, I'm like, okay, you go from law school to JAG school, and then you're JAG. I went to law school. I practiced law in the civilian side for years, and then I came into And then... Yeah. To practice real law because military law is different. Um it I when we one summer PCS season, we lost eight, we got four. So my SJA was like, you're gonna take three jobs. I was like, oh awesome. He's like, don't worry, one of them is an EOC legal advisor, emergency operations center legal advisor. He's like, they have a meeting quarterly, nothing ever happens. I'm like, okay. And then two weeks later, this is at Fort okay. two weeks later, they had torrential down of rain, like two inches of rain a night, parts of I-44 were flooded and shut down. So it was a a disaster emergency declaration. And he's like, okay, the general needs a briefing. Here's an law book. Read it. (laughs) What? I was like, okay. And that was my introduction to emergency management. And I like really, really liked it. And at the time, there's nothing else better to do in Missouri than go. Someone's like, oh, if you drive an hour and 45 away, you can go see a Mizzou game. I was like, oh, I'll try that. I like football. And I started really liking the games. I went and tailgated every week, uh, every game that they had. I got a subscription and people were like, oh, are you from Missouri? No. Did you go to Mizzou? No. Okay. And I was like, well, I should probably change that. So I was looking for a degree to get because, you know, I clearly, I like having letters after my name. And I saw <laughs> that they have a, an MPA degree. I'm like, what the hell is an MPA? So it's a Master of Public Administration. And they wound up, I was like, oh, well, some of this is like, I'm like, I could probably use this if I ever got out. So I started getting my MPA. And then it just so happened by circumstance, everywhere I pcs I was national security law or op law, mm-hmm. responding to disasters or advising on disasters. So at JBLM, we had a couple of brigades who were responsible for augmenting the federal firefighters for wildland fires. And that summer there was a lot of wildland firefighters and uh fires. And then when I went to Natick in Massachusetts, just outside of Boston, best BAH situation ever. I got Boston BAH. My rent was like 1900 My BAH. Heck yeah. Was I was like, thank you. Pay off my student loans. Awesome. Then we had a pandemic, and I was able to advise on that. And it was um really how I got my my Love of emergency management, but while I was deployed in 2016, I was finished. I was in my last class. Of
0: Afghanistan Iraq. or Iraq? Just for the listeners.
2: It's okay. Afghanistan, and uh, I was the the op law attorney in the C Jock, so I was advising the general on all the bombs we dropped. And when I wasn't busy, I was also doing schoolwork, and I was reading a um, a Business Review article for one of my classes on businesses who suffered through Superstorm Sandy. And they all have the same four questions to answer. And the final question is, so what are you doing for next time? And every single one of them, except for like three, were like, oh, this isn't gonna happen again. And I was like, it will, it will. And you need to pay <laughs> me to tell you that it's gonna happen again and how you should prepare. Yeah. And that was the genesis of my idea that I was like, I wanna start a business that helps companies stay in business. And then that morphed more as, as I learned, as I was getting out, about business continuity, and um, there is a program uh, through DRI, which is the Disaster Recovery Institute. They have a veteran outreach program. So business continuity is basically COOP, continue, continuity of operations, which everybody in the military knows how to do because you do it every day. And well, we it is those it principles. Hmm? Yeah.
1: We know what it means, not necessarily that you just do it, but yeah.
2: Yeah, but it, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so you
2: actually apply those principles um, to business continuity, and, and you're, you're set. You can even apply for a scholarship. It's a $3,000 course. I got a scholarship, you know, it's not that hard to apply for. It's it's actually awesome. And from that, I was like, okay, now I'm a certified business continuity specialist. Now, specialist. now what? Then I started my own business. And the way my business, um, the genesis of that too, when I got out of the military, I had to do my um, refrad six months before I planned on getting out. So I, I had to pull the trigger at the time. I just got promoted to major. My plan B was go to business school and get an MBA. And I got accepted to programs with full scholarships. And I was I was like, maybe, and then it was just get out. And I was I was doing a, a, a paper thing of pros and cons of everything. And I was like, everybody I know with an MBA is like, Erica, you don't need one because you know what it is you want to do and you can articulate it. Plus you're a lawyer, like you're fine. So I, just, I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do my refrat. And I still was like hemming and hawing about school. This was January, 2020. And I also had an offer from a, a tech company to have a job. And they're like, oh, just contact us. when you're, We won't hold you a job for six months, but we will for like two. So when you're about to get out. I'm on leave for 10 days in New Zealand at the start of March 2022.
0: New and, Zealand? Um, okay. Yeah,
2: yeah. And then I'm like, what the hell's going on back home? Why are people going apeshit over toilet paper? I don't understand this. It's not that much the much virus. Like, what? <laughs> that was a crazy
0: day? time. I, I mean, I want to stop there real quick. Like, holy shit. You guys remember that?
2: Yeah, it was. Yeah, the saline, block, right? bro. And I actually got trapped in New Zealand an extra day because one of my internal flights got canceled because they were. Let me, to... let me,
0: real quick. Let me. It's gonna start with eggs here pretty soon.
3: <laughs> Probably. I want to go off
0: topic, but have you guys looked at the? No, well eggs are a wealth symbol again. though. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
3: You, you can you know fill uh, yourself it, with an omelet. Yeah. So. Yeah. Way to buy a. You know so, a way to get eggs. Buy a. Fucking chicken
0: no, yeah. no, 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 no 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 the hey, crazy chicken hey. lady next door doesn't seem so crazy anymore right yeah that, <laughs> uh, hens
1: are actually worth more than catalytic converters now so just like a fuck. switch that up but hey way to go dave she was on a roll
0: no she yeah i can interject a little bit she already told me earlier like, oh you did dave
1: Not had again. more than yes. two
0: drinks
1: so he's drinking cheap
0: vodka so
3: yeah
0: but our sponsor yeah. sends all the alcohol to you nick because you don't order it so and I you stay drunk every away. day yeah
2: so I came, <laughs> I came back i came back and uh the job I, I i was home for like a week so i flew into logan and on monday at 5 p.m and it was dead and i'm like this is eerie like it felt like i came back to zombie apocalypse because my friend even said to me when you get home it's gonna feel different and i was like whatever and i was like no shit, it does and then my work, were like, hey, we, we need you to not come back to work for two weeks. You need to quarantine. I was like, wait, wait. So you want me to go from a country that had three cases to a city that has 800 and stay home for two more weeks? I'm like, sure, not a problem. But during that two weeks, I was like, wait a minute, do I still have this job? And then I went and like reached out to that person, and she pretty much did a new phone, who this And I'm like, fuck. So yeah. <laughs> I wound up like, bye bye. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, then, um, awesome. And I wound up finishing. I worked real hard to try to get a job and I couldn't. And I couldn't get an interview. It was rough. And everyone was like, like oh, you're a lawyer. Of course. No, lawyers actually had a hard time because you need clients making money so they could pay lawyers. Nobody, everybody mm. was cutting down stuff. And I was applying for jobs I thought I wanted to do or that made sense, like doing investigations or regulatory compliance. And I was like, I don't want to do any of this. So then I wound up moving back home to New York City. And my my best friend and his boyfriend were like, live here in Brooklyn. Don't go to Staten Island. Be a borough away from your parents, because you can't be 41 and move back home. That's sad. Plus, my dad was on dialysis at the time. Um, so I moved back home. He wound up dying quite suddenly, like three weeks later. And I felt like the universe. Sorry for your out. loss. Thank you. And yeah. it was also the day I was starting PTSD therapy. So they were like, hi, your appointment? I'm like, my dad died two hours ago i'm not doing this today and they're like okay well can we just talk about your dad then I'm like, okay we can do that and i think that the universe was preventing me from having a job or the aliens whatever you want to call it because i was able to, the aliens probably because i was able to not work and be there and take care of my mom and the estate she was supposed to be the executor but there's no way she's going to be the executor and i'm a lawyer and my sisters were like you got this i was like okay So I did the the estate for my mom while I was going through PTSD therapy. And then I was like, well, what do I really want to do? And then one of my mentors, his name's uh, Chris, uh, and he works for Cisco. He was like, Erica, what do you want to do? Don't even think about it. What is the thing you're passionate about? I'm like, disaster preparedness. He's like, then stop fucking applying for legal jobs. Do that. (laughs) And then I I went to the Leader Transition Institute, which is one of the better transition things for veterans.
0: And Erica, again, for the viewers. You talked about, no, no, seriously, and and you don't have to share if you don't want to, but this, Nick's going to be like, okay, Dave, I know where you're going with this. You talked about PTSD therapy. Like, w- we got, what, 700,000 people, like, a huge following. Can you talk about maybe, and if you don't want to, if you don't want to share, it's cool, just say, Dave, no, no, I'm not doing that. Some of the PTSD, and then where you're at now, like, maybe just express why, why there's PTSD, or like. What's going on? Well, with that?
1: What what, uh, what specific thing of PTSD yeah. were you struggling with? Yeah. If you want to talk about it, because you're holidays. super
0: successful now and you're making making it happen, that's what we talk. We talk about getting right. demons out, you know, so right. we can fix it. Yeah.
2: Um. So I'll I'll share as much as I can. Maybe it gets you off vision. track
0: because I know you were you're, you're rolling.
2: No, yeah. I, I'm I I put a pin. I know where I was going. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I can I'm gonna I can get back to it. Uh, I'll share as much as I feel comfortable sharing, which isn't mm-hmm. everything. But, um, so when I was doing my BDD, you have to, and again, I finished my BDD the first week of March, which was probably the worst fucking time to do it because everything I had shoved down, I had to do this and go, here you go. Here, here's everything I've been hiding and compartmentalizing and, yeah. and, and all this other shit. And, um, they were just like, uh, well, we're going to take it and do nothing with it because Hey, we're putting evaluations on hold because COVID. So as I was leaving the Nick.
0: Yeah. Keep going. Keep going.
2: So as I was leaving the military, like getting out of active duty, I was like it mm. was like I was wigging because I was like, I, I can't, I can't handle all this stuff. And something yeah. else had happened that triggered me as a result, like um like a few weeks before I was getting out where I was crying every fucking day. And I was like, hey, I need help. So I, I was calling the VA people. I'm like, you need to do my fucking evaluation because I need a rating. I need help, blah, blah, blah. And they go, well, you're still on active duty. You can go get help from them. So I called Hanscom Air Force Base, which was our MTF from Natick. And they're like, um, yeah, we're not going to see you. I said, why? They said, there's no point because you're getting out in a week and a half. There's no follow-up. God. And I was like, are you fucking kidding me? And they're like, call the VA. So I called the VA in Boston and they're like, well, you know, we can't help you because you're still inactive. And I just broke down on the phone, like hysterical crying. And the woman's like, do me a favor. Hang up and go to the, go to the ER at, at the VA and tell them you want to see a psychiatrist. And don't worry about the paperwork. We'll worry about that. So I'm like walking and going, I need help. And they're like, okay, okay. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Like, I'm like, I'm still unactive, but nobody will help me. And they're like, okay, okay, okay. Calm down. Calm down. You're fine. You're fine. Don't worry about the paperwork. We'll worry about that later. We'll just take this from you. And they were awesome. And then they also Good. a social worker, because I'm like, oh, I'm not going to be in Boston for much longer. I'm moving back to New York. They set up with a social worker to talk mm-hmm. to every week just to make just to check in. And then that social and, and worker- And Nick,
0: real quick, real quick. Nick has like, no, I'm dude, I'm creating conversations. She's bringing up a lot of great things. But Nick, briefly talk about, like, you guys are fucking shaking your heads and stuff. You guys are dumb. Nick, talk about what happened during COVID with your treatment. Well, they stopped all of it, like she said. Yeah, literally. Yeah. But, but you're sharing the same experience as she did.
1: Right. Correct. You know? And, uh, so that's why, like I said, what, Touch what, points.
0: What, I got this. No, no Go what ahead. part of
1: the, what part of the, like I said, what part of PTSD? Cause it's a, you know, it's a term,
0: it's an uh-huh.
1: acronym for like, I don't have everything that, that is PTSD. Like I have a few things. Right. So it's like, yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I learned through. there's a lot of stuff that was going on so when I you know the woman the social worker did a great job she like kicked somebody's ass at the VA and within three days I had my evaluation and I was what? like awesome and you know that was taken care of and then I had my oh, rating I was able to oh, start oh. treating buddy
0: it awesome. mute your shit we don't want to hear a dog
3: but- yeah well Jesus I would but he's 140 pounds worth of dog
0: <laughs> you're <laughs> an dog. SF guy you're stronger than that
3: yeah, I got you.
0: Go
2: ahead. So I, I found that um, there's stuff that just happens because I have two forms of PTSD, and I didn't know that one bothered me as much as the other until I was closing on my house. And I was doing the VA loan, and there was a radial that was wrong. It was like reserve, never active. And I was like, no, that's wrong. You need to change that. I was active and separated. And they're like, okay. And it seems like the stupidest thing, but they kept not fixing it. But I didn't know, and they didn't know at the time either. There was a glitch in the system where it wouldn't update to the to the new documents to push out to me. So the day of closing, I'm like, I'm not fucking signing this shit. It says I was a reservist. I was not a reservist. I did years of active duty. <laughs> and I, I was like, I'm not fucking signing. You had
0: a city agent. Yeah no no, yeah. no, no, no,
2: no, no, no. <laughs> honestly, she was. She was. She felt really horribly. She's like, I. She was closing day supposed to be a happy day. I'm sorry, this was a triggering event. And I'm like hysterical crying, and I'm and I'm around my friend. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I don't know why I can't stop crying. I know it's the stupidest thing. I'm just mad about this radial, and in, and I Oh
3: no, I would have also me, like, been upset issue. about that. Yeah, you, yeah, that's a kick in the dick. Fuck you. No, our right, know no. That's mad. the thing too. I was like, uterus. Like,
2: what it told me was right, either that my way. service it, wasn't valued, it, or that I wasn't valued for that. So yeah. I and then I'm crying, and I'm like, I'm respect. so sorry, I'm crying. And she's like, Erica, it's okay, don't worry about it. And I'm like, she's like, stop apologizing and just cry. And I'm like, but I have to go to the dentist at the VA. And she's like, what a better place than anywhere to go and cry for no reason, you know, like, they'll understand. I was like, okay, you're right. And then like, you know, I was like, wow, this is amazing to have absolutely no control over your emotions for something that you're just like, what? So like, I'm still in therapy. Um, the intensive, this is the thing, cause the VA resources are limited. They will only give you 12 weeks of whatever so i had 12 weeks of the intended ptsd to start and then i had the vet center did some ancillary um stuff and i was you know i'd go to the, the vet center and then everywhere i've moved i've been able to have mental health um again it's frustrating when they're limited to 12 uh, I'm like you can't cure me in 12 weeks that's just it's just not going to happen
0: no you can't but you've identified a problem and you're still seeking help right so like yes. we get this all to, all the time on, on our facebook page and everything like, oh the whole world is against me like fuck this world i don't want to make a change like no there's help out there
2: right a I to that identify
0: an issue that's going yeah. on and then b you got to fucking go seek help well
2: like, when you understand simple. that that what is what is next like, stop texting pay attention when it is determined to be not an appropriate response for something yep. it's like okay why am i why does this feel like an exaggerated response okay there's a reason why and i have to go talk it out with somebody and, and yep. figure that out yeah and you know, I, st- I, I still, I had therapy, what, two weeks ago? And I have it uh, in two weeks from now. Like, there's still stuff I'm working through. But part of, you know, like I said, I now I'm back to my pen. I got out, I had no job. I was doing therapy. I was doing the estate for my mom. I did the LTI to figure out what my purpose was. And then I started following it. I want the IVMF, the Institute of Veteran and Military Families. It's fr- in Syracuse University for free You call them, you say, hey, I'm thinking about starting a business, or you already started one, but in the early stages, they're like, let's figure out what program we can give you for free to help you with this. So I went through an eight-week entrepreneurial course, um, which pretty much got me on the road to doing my business plan. I was dragging my feet a lot about this because I'm like, "Oh, oh, I should do it, I should do it. And I decided I was incorporating... I had to incorporate by the one-year anniversary of my dad's death. So I incorporated on September 29th, 2021, which is a one-year anniversary, because I wanted it to be a happy anniversary. And then I didn't do anything with it for weeks, like, no, months. I didn't do shit with my business for months, because I was afraid to, like, actually put it out there. And then one of my SCORE mentors, and SCORE is a a program under the SBA. They're also free. Like, you, I was going to all these webinars. It's like, if you want to start a business, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you get a free 30-minute consultation and then you do the consultation. And they're like, and if you want to pay me, I'll give you the answers. SCORE does not do that. These are people who legitimately want to give back to the community and have small businesses succeed. There's no paywall. They tell you how to do everything.
0: Yep, yep. So I,
2: I told my SCORE mentor, I was like, uh, hey, here's an update I actually incorporated. He's like, hey, I actually uh, advise a not-for-profit on supply chain managers. You think you could do a talk on that? And I was like, yep sure can. And then I was like, fuck, now I got to be legit. Now I have to advertise on LinkedIn that I have a business and I have to actually make a landing page. So I look legitimate to people. And that, you know, I ramped up within like two weeks and built all this stuff out and had my first talk. And then I had another talk after that. And then another talk just as a guest lecturer at a university. And at the time I was teaching internal emergency manager for UTEP, how that happened another dean from another school asked me to start uh, an emergency management course. And I did. And he was like, great, the board just needs to approve it. There's no reason they shouldn't approve it. The board's like, we're not interested in emergency management for an MPA program. I'm like, what? Do you, do you know where you're located? You're this far out outside of New York City, you don't think emergency management's interest?" Okay, whatever. I was pissed off. That's a lot of work to design a course. So when I was in El Paso, I was like, wait a minute, they have a college here, don't they? They have an MPA program? They do. Who's the director? And I reached out to him directly. I'm like, hey, I wrote this course. Would you like me to teach it? He's like, absolutely. And that's how I became a professor of emergency management. So now I was a a guest lecturer at-
0: um, Hey, you got a lot of shit going on. So when (laughs) did did you start writing the book?
2: I'm getting there. So this professor (laughs) I did a lecture for, he was like, you should write a book. And I was like, really? He's like, yeah, it'll, it'll increase your eminence, you know, you're a professor, you're this, you're that. You should do that. And I was like, okay. But it was from like an academic perspective. And he's telling me to get in the Harvard Business Review, do case studies. And I'm like, I don't want to read that book. Why would I want to write it? And then I was talking to somebody who was like, Erica, I'm really, really smart. I don't understand what it is you can do. And I'm like, well, blah, 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 blah. And he goes, is it safe to say that you help businesses not kill themselves? And I went, yeah. And he goes, then say that. And I went, Ooh. okay. And, and you know, I was thinking about that. And then the students I taught at UTEP, I was, this was my first time in teaching semester. As a Jack, I'd given a bajillion trainings and, and you know, like one-offs, easy, LPD, done and off. But to, to keep a sustained semester, the students were like, hey, we loved you. We love the way you talk. You don't talk like a professor. And I was like, I'm not sure if it's a compliment or not. And they're like, you know, you're not from like theory on high. You talk to us like a real person. You have all this experience you know that's awesome and one kid was like i already fulfilled my um elective if you were teaching another class i would take one just because to to have you again and i'm like awesome and that encouraged me to write the book the way i talk so the book is how to not kill your business grow your business in any environment navigate volatility and successfully recover when things go wrong and it is the you know the origin of that 2016 reading that article where people are like oh this isn't going to happen again because disasters Everybody thinks a disaster is like a natural disaster or even an active shooter or cybersecurity at this point. But disruptions can also just be the power going out or you have a vital piece of equipment that stops working. If you don't have Or,
1: or an executive order going away and all of a sudden there's now a crisis on the border.
2: Right. Or, or a Supreme Court decision that does one thing and everybody thinks they don't have to do the EPA has any power anymore. But then Congress steps in and is like, no, we're going to put that back in. Thank you, Supreme Court. There's a whole lot of things that, that go into- Or a COVID
0: way. vaccine, it's not mandatory for the military anymore. <laughs> you
2: know, that doesn't have to do with business, inter, business yeah, continuity.
0: Nah, nah. Anyway, too, I just wanted to throw it out there. Yeah, okay.
2: just, go ahead, throw it out. So a lot go of ahead. people in businesses will do risk <laughs> management, but risk management only mitigates a risk, doesn't eradicate a risk. So you're still going to fail at a certain level. Business continuity picks up where risk management fails. And I think it's vital for businesses who, it doesn't matter what stage of business you're in, even if you're about to start a business, do it from the very beginning. Because why would you put all this effort into starting a business and not having layers of protection inherent in it as you grow? Because, you know, everybody, I'm hearing a lot of phrases, oh, we want to put cash in the registers of and then insert this certain type of business owner, of of a veteran owner, of a women business owner, of a BIPOC owner okay, I, great idea. I would like for their cash register to still open because their business is still there to collect the money. And people forget about that. So I work with business owners, venture capitalists, because venture capitalists want to keep their investment in their businesses insured. And this is an extra layer of insurance. And if you've survived a disaster and you're like, ah, shit, You know, I just, I'm too late. No, you're not too late because you can still prepare for next time. And this is why yep. my company is EAS, which is a play on software as a service. It's Erica as a service because you get me and my expertise and the way that I talk to people. Saying, so, this,
0: do you provide a service? Like we can, yep. they can talk. They can contact the company and then you're, you're. Well, you probably shouldn't be doing this or you shouldn't be doing that. I, I
2: can, I can help build a continuity plan. I can look at a, a plan that's already created to see if it's optimized. One of the other things, too, that's vital for business continuity is exercises and training. I've written injects, I have facilitated exercises in the military. I mean, if you can do something in NTC and I was an OCT for a month, like I can do all this stuff for people. Now, the thing I want to say about my book that I really like is, and of course, I'm biased, but all my, everybody who's read it agrees that this is cool. I wrote it from an accessible point. Put that of, plug
0: in there again, your book. What site? Put that plug in there.
2: It's Amazon, right? But how yep. to not kill your business. Yep. Um, what I so it's it's super short. It's only 120 pages. I understand people's attention span. And the chapters are all I'm still paying attention. Are all music musical songs? So they're there are okay. songs, <laughs> and then the lyrics of the song forecast the the content of the chapter. So I've got Rolling Stones, David Bowie, um wu-tang Woo. clan earth wind and fire youtube
3: oh earth, shit. yeah earth. wu-tang yeah.
2: yeah yeah i got you know, i'm from staten island you
0: know oh shit so it's all
2: about wu-tang uh dave, yeah. dave
0: was a rapper i would never i would never ask you how old you were because that's just not what i do but i'm 43 yeah she oh, you old. know all about wu-tang
2: yeah my Whoa. one of my ex, okay my exes, real, exes, quick, exes, real quick real quick favorite, exes, exes favorite, favorite rapper of the wu-tang
0: favorite. clan this is oh how we're, we're
2: gonna
1: be RZA? cool with each other. Favorite
0: favor- Rizza, yeah.
2: Method ODB. Man all day. Well, okay. Oh, when they were yes, touring this summer, he was Method good, but was he's not no longer touring with us. Them. I like so. Rizza because he's an actor and he is an, he,
1: he's multifaceted.
3: Right. Method uh, Man, an anyway. anyway cool. But let's
0: go, let's go,
1: let's Erica. Go. For for the people uh, watching and listening, and you know how you're describing the consulting job that you do, that uh, Dave reinforced by saying you consult people on how to do things. Uh, it's like yes andSS consults people on how to do things um but yeah, Earl no <laughs> Dave, it's, been, <laughs> it's been a while since you've been on the show man I love it. uh I love like it. <laughs> uh, but uh so what I've what I've gathered from your story so far uh so correct me if I'm wrong in any way
0: You're is
1: wrong. yeah it, it, it I'm probably wrong in multiple ways uh the but you have shown the ability to, no matter what happens, you're finding a way to move forward with it, yeah. right? And that is something that's vital for the veteran community uh, and for any community and for any business. And now here's where the fairy tale stops and we actually have to do real life things. So it's when we all, as military, like we backwards plan if we're good at it, right? We're like, here's our end state, here's you know the gates we have to meet, all right, every training meeting goes that way. And then it's like, here's the risk that I'm going to assume. Right. And obviously, like Buddy's talking about before, he's out of, out of the out of the room right now. But you know, CEOs, general officers, all right, they don't make decisions in a bubble. Right. It's not that, and they don't make decisions on the spot. Right. So it's like they they have that. Well, I'm saying I'm saying that, <laughs> i advise the general uh, in Afghanistan they do
2: make decisions on the spot
1: well right right like it's like unless there's something that's happened that they didn't foresee yeah. right that they that they didn't you know plan on, on on risk happen so how like talk about your book a little bit and how that explains because there's a difference between everybody's like oh just take a chance send it take risk okay cool right but like at what point is it is it acceptable risk And what at what point in time do I draw the line of like this just isn't happening? If that makes sense, yeah. Like, does that book explain that?
0: Erica took a big uh, like. You were an attorney before you joined the military, and then you joined the military, which the pay was a
2: lot less. Substantial less. That's a
0: risk, yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, not not with money like risk and like planning in a business, like like what? It's more than ten dollars an
3: hour. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 12 buddy i think it's 12.
2: it was it was 10 it i wanted again, to no. work in an entertainment law firm um
3: she wasn't a private ever so so born <laughs> i think this,
2: this is a this is a come to jesus discussion that every leader needs to have uh i find i think business continuity is easy i think it is ridiculously easy because we do visit continuity every day in our lives beginning with when you wake up and you look at the weather app on your phone because you're like, oh, well, it's this temperature. I got to wear this, this, and this. I'm going here. How long is it a drive to there? Do I have to worry about this as I'm driving? Yeah, like you're doing things to make sure that you succeed. And the hardest thing about business continuity is leadership buy-in and money. Because it's a great thing to identify that you need a backup generator. It, that's all that happens is you identify and you don't have to go out and buy it. Where are you better off in the process? You're not. You're not. And you're yeah. like, I'm, I'm going to steal the quote, but I'm going to credit him. His name, his name is Mike Janko. He is um, the uh, head of business continuity operations for Goodyear Tire. And he said, "If um, like the only thing worse than not having a business continuity plan is explaining why you didn't, after the fact.
3: Right.
1: And that's where, you know, they've even coined a phrase for it as reactionary leadership. Yeah. And it's like, you know... That is only when you didn't have a contingency plan, and something happened where it was like, "Well, that was not seen." And Like now, where yep. where is the leadership yep. coming after right. that?
2: Right. So the thing is, with emergency, there's a lot of similarities with emergency management. You don't have people demanding preparedness in advance because they want to spend the money on other things. They're like, "Oh, we want this brand new library to be built." That's you know, you'll have the general public saying that versus oh, I want you to shore up these levees that have been fine for a while, but they might give out. But you know what? I
3: <coughs> New Orleans. Happened.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the sad thing is there was a exercise in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, a year before Katrina hit. Yes, that's a good conspiracy one. too. It's not a conspiracy. It. It, 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 it was called Hurricane Pam. They they made up a Cat 5 hurricane that, yep. came, that made yep. landfall, broke the levees, and then they predicted Katrina.
3: And mm-hmm. then they had
2: an AAR afterwards. They figured out what they needed to do, and they only did half of the shit because they didn't have the money, because they wanted to spend the money on other things. And that that is the problem. But if you like, so a small business, a very very small business, like one of the people I advised, very very small business, solopreneur operates out of their house. And at first I was like, oh, I don't really need business continuity. And I was like, hold my beer, let me ask you some questions. And then they're like, oh shit, yeah, I need to do this. And then I followed up after the things I said you, you need to do. And they were like, you know what? This was helpful because I thought I couldn't do business continuity until I grew. And now I realize after doing this, I can't grow until I did the business continuity. And now I feel even more secure to grow as a result. So like I said, it doesn't matter what size you are, or where you are in the process of your business. I think it's best to have that practice as you start and not adapt it later. Because if it's yeah. always part of you, and you understand that you need that safety net because why would you invest? it Like starting a business, It's as easy as doing an LLC. That's also not that easy.
0: Super easy. No, Uh, LLC is pretty easy, but Yeah.
2: But doing the paperwork and actually investing in it, why would you just throw all that away by not securing your ability to carry on? Like that's all just wasted effort, or you can call it a very expensive lesson learned, expensive doesn't time that blood, sweat and tears you put into it, and then whatever money you lost as a result. And people are like, oh, insurance. I have insurance. Okay. Great, good for you. All that does is transfer the risk financially. It does not actually cure the risk. <laughs> if, if Doesn't
0: you mean shit, accident, actually. Yeah.
2: If, if you have a car accident, right? You're, you're like, oh, I, I have money. It's insured. How long are you going to get that money? It's not going to come tomorrow. You're still going to be without a car. You're going to have the headache of having to deal with the insurance company, especially if the guy that hit you is underinsured. So it's a headache to have all this stuff. So yeah, it'll help you financially. You still have to address the risk. It doesn't make it go away.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh Yeah. Well, well said. Oh, yeah. And then there's gonna be a, there's gonna be a lot of people that listen to this after the fact, uh, whether it's on our podcast platforms or you know rewatching Spotify, the video. Apple Music. Yeah, like, the, and they're gonna hear this, and I, I can kind of turn this into like the little bit of the AAR uh, portion of it. To where, again, if you go back and listen to what Erica was saying. Um, you know if you just look on the outlook on life and what's happened in her life and how she you know progressed through it a lot of us share that uh especially on this on this panel but um you know there's always some place you can go forward with and she's always looked for a way to make things better whether or not you know it's her life or other people's lives uh and i hope you picked up on that the same way i did uh, as you're listening what what i what I really like is again, and buddy, like I said, you walked out of the room right when we were talking about I know you heard us is Oh, is I was that, uh
3: I was listening. I uh he's taking notes. Right. He's taking yeah, notes. No, no, he's I taking notes. I no, I notes. know I like I said I know I know I'm about listening. to buy the book too. I
0: said <laughs> I know
1: he was listening. So go buy the book, uh read it, and then again, taking Erica, show the book again. Yeah, and then the is on the event
3: as well. Yep. So uh and Thank it's you. only 19.99 on Amazon. It's not a huge deal, guys. Yeah, and if, twenty bucks is
2: nothing. It's a no-brainer. Or if you want to only spend 4.99, get that off uh, on the um, Kindle. Kindle, right? But here's oh, the thing: the other. I got two the other of these, options. right? One of them is to a Spotify playlist of all the chapters, so you can work oh, out. Yeah! The other- so, so stuff you don't have, to, have, to, have to, to
0: fucking read,
2: Marines,
0: Marines that are
2: watching, here. buy
1: the oh. book. <laughs> yeah, and. And people always ask me why I continue education. Why is Buddy continue education?
3: Hopefully, Keep Dave one day working. starts.
1: It's like it keeps your mind working, and you just you're, you're finding new avenues, new ways to do things, new ways of yep. thought. And, and and everybody's like, I don't need to be. I don't need to be educated. And maybe not for your job that you're in right now, but it's like when that job goes bye bye, you're like you might have wished you spent some time learning something else. Right, and yeah. I'm sure I'm sure
0: that's some of you do funny, that. Buddy, shut up! I already know you got yeah. something to say right there. Yeah, just no. we'll
3: do a whole episode on that. It, like, it, yeah. it when people say, "Well, I don't need. What do I need art appreciation for? If I'm do my job? You don't. You need art appreciation to be able to appreciate the work that an artist did on a painting, and to be able to empathize and see what other people are thinking. That's that's why you take other Fucking courses. Love it. Learn, yeah. right. You learn you, things because. It's the same as like people that get out of the military and they're like, I'm never doing PT again. I'm just going to feel my hair and sit around. Okay, don't do PT again. But when you I feel always like, do
0: PT, baby, let's go.
3: You're, you're, you're still in the army. Still in. Anyway, <sighs> when, you, uh, when, you, when you feel Next. like shit uh, a month after you've been let's in, not and even go you there. wake up in the morning and you don't know what you're going to do, like your default is get up and go work out or go do something, go learn, read a book learn something like yeah going to college was not the uh or going back to school was not the the be all end all for me but at the end of the day i've gotten more out of it than i had to put into it that's for sure and to see to be able to see how other people live i mean there are still things that are i would love to be a fly on the wall
0: that are 100 for people that just tuned in buddy is what you're 40 bro 41 Forty five. Forty five. You're killing. The, uh, the, the the. But mystery... he's in college now. Yeah, he's soldier mystery. who just retired like, out I, of the I, army. He's going to college. I, I would love to be the fly on the wall. Yeah, I well, be the them. fly. Yep. Yeah, like the silent one. I gotta with Tesla or fucking <laughs> the. Uh, but
3: but it, like it, that was one of the things that happened when I was in Europe. I was walking around and uh, it, we talked about PTSD earlier and all the bad things. There are also some good things that come from post-traumatic stress i'm not gonna let like i was walking around europe and, and i kept thinking to myself like i wonder what people that have never been in the military or just like civilians think about when they're walking around because i'm constantly looking at people and being like threat not a threat now nah, he's probably not about that life or like where am i going to go if something does happen where am I putting the kids? That's Where am I getting yep. how am I how am I moving forward to a threat? Am I moving back? Am I moving forward? Is there cover over there? Should I go there? Like how That's am I straight do- up and PTSD I about it. Yep. It is, but is it a bad thing? Like I can no, look at no, it. No, I, can, no. I can I can no, it's, called, it. hyper, it's called hypervigilance, right?
1: Like yeah, you're it, being best yeah, yeah, yeah. neck hundred percent. But
3: but that being said, like I could I could I could have an attitude where I look at it and I'm like, Oh my God, I can't think of anything else. Or I can be like, Hey, you know what the benefit that is? If anything does happen, like I'll be, <laughs> right. you'll be good. I, you'll I, be good. I, 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 but the people that are with me will be fine. Other people might not be
0: so good, but like, I'll be all right. You know what I mean? Nick, Nick was at, Nick was at brag when this shit happened. Yeah. And, and people used to tell me I lost my empathy and apathy, which I think is tied in with, PTSD, but Nick, you remember when my neighbor Jeremy got hit? Yeah, by the car. In my yeah. driveway. In yeah. my driveway. 30, 30 years civil affairs or PSYOPS, retired Sergeant Major, trying to hook up his boat at like nine in the morning to his truck. And then a drunk driver hit him. And I was the first one on the scene. It was something out of like a movie. His right leg was hanging up here. He was already missing like his hand and everything. Long story short, he lost both his legs and three of his fingers. And I was there yeah, just, I, I didn't even time. know what, I, like, he was literally stuck between the vehicle and the truck. And there's this woman like, get him off my car. I'm like, no, no, no. And um, the neighbors that showed up, you know, prior to the EMT showing up, they were like, oh my God, oh my God. They're all jacked up in the head. That literally didn't affect me one bit. Love Jeremy to pieces, you know, and it was a fucking horrible situation, but like, Nick, you already know we we've seen what it well, works. Yeah, you know? so that, that, it, that's
1: and... yeah. So go going back to what I was talking about was you know being able being prepared to and like what Erica's consulting group is about and her book is about is being prepared, right? Uh, and you prepare yourself through education and experience. And yes, you can do your job without education, but if you're educated, then you do it better, right? Mm-hmm. And you're able to prepare yourself uh for the next thing coming
3: down you're a better person you're you're a more complete person
1: yeah
2: i'll get woo-woo and part of my i feel like this is my purpose and my passion like people say you're clearly passionate about this and the first time i taught i was so amped up when i got home because i you know i live off my disability and then i was getting paid from utep and i kind of forgot that i got paid from utep until like my check i'm like this extra money i'm like oh yeah i get paid for this it's so awesome but i was Walking, when I was living in uh, Massachusetts, I was getting off the train one night, walking back to my place after being out, and a restaurant that had an identity crisis, it was both, I'm not even joking, both an Irish pub and a Tex-Mex restaurant at the same time. And Sounds delightful. They had closed, and um, you know, my buddy was walking next to me, and I was like, oh, that's so sad. They closed. He's like, why? They sucked. And I said, no, don't say that. And this is where like, I'm empathetic to a fault. Like, I immediately, my mind went to, I said, that means a person's dream died person who wanted that business. And then everybody that works in that business had to go home and say, I don't have a paycheck anymore. And that means they're not going to be able to afford rent. They're not going to be able to afford gas. They're not going to be able to afford food. They're not going to be able to afford a vacation, whatever it is. And I feel like it's imperative and almost an obligation for everybody to be present. And everybody, everybody, I don't care who you are, you are entitled to a wonderful life and part of that is making money and having services available and if being resilient as a business it makes communities resilient because there's always something there to serve you that's where i really get my my drive from to do what i do
3: yeah but hey uh, so
1: again um what dave what dave was sharing his story like uh and this kind of this kind of goes to it where he was prepared to handle that situation. So when it happened and everybody was, you know, hey, move the car, do this. And Dave's like, nope, don't move the car. Right? Like,
2: yeah.
1: right? Like, trust me, don't wait for the paramedics to get here. Like, you know, probably saved his life. Uh, but uh that that's again, go go back to the AAR. We uh we believe that Tesla talked to aliens and that <laughs> And that he, we do uh, though, we
0: do though, Nick. Uh,
1: yes, yes, we believe that Tesla talked to aliens. Buddy and that,
0: said yes to aliens. And that, I, I, that, I, that, the, I, that the government Erica is down with aliens 100%. Right?
1: But like I said, for those of you listening to this later, uh, and then those of you watching, maybe you, I don't know if you skipped to it now, you just got to it. All right, go back. All right, go back to when Erica starts talking and then realize how vital she can be to your business. All right, realize that just. The attitude she brings to consulting, the attitude she brings to growth, uh, and like I said, uh, the growth mindset. Everybody, everybody who's like uh, reading any books now about that kind of stuff is like, you know, Dr. Dweck, you know, and 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 like you read that book. Um, she's she's showing that exactly what is said in there, and that where it's, hey, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that. Okay, I'm gonna do this next, I'm gonna do that next. Nothing is stopping you from going to that next thing except yourself. Right. And, oh. and, and and so you can make it happen. And yeah, it might be hard a lot harder for some than the other, right? But you can still make it happen. And if you need any help with the business, and I we have a lot of uh veteran entrepreneurs that watch this have been on this show that may be stuck in a rut and really don't understand the difference between risk management and then preparing, right? So like give give uh, Erica's EAS consulting the links on the thing give it a shout out like go look at it buy her book read it if you don't if you don't believe in her authentic authenticity it's a hard word to say for authenticity, language, authenticity bravo, right if you don't, bravo, if you don't I, had, I had to pause if you don't believe in it ha- right, very good I to, go back and But I'm, terri- <laughs> I'm terrified to let dave close us out tonight but uh Erica, give us the last word, last. And then, let, us out. and then and then uh, we'll let Buddy close us out.
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, I'm not closing out. <laughs> That's not a thing. Erica, the floor
0: is yours.
2: Okay. Right, so uh I thank everybody for listening to the yarn. I spun very long one about my trajectory of going from corp- corporate law to where I am now and um how, you know. Everything I've done to make my business was done through working for and working through my PTSD. And some of it held me back. And I'm glad that I worked because a lot of it was fear-based that I wasn't moving forward. And I'm grateful for the place I'm in now. And I'm continuing because it's, it's not, oh, you're, you finish your, your therapy, you're done. It's not, that's not it. You You will vacillate. You will have some great days and be good for a little bit and then you'll backslide and that's okay. And that's all part of being resilient. So I have personal resilience. And I like transferring that into business resilience. Again, I think business resilience is Just get into it. If if you really need, and a lot of people don't know, the, the most popular book series in the world, Blank for Dummies. There is a business continuity for dummies. Nobody's reading that book because it is written for business continuity professionals. People already know about this. I wrote a book to let everybody who deserves to know about business continuity, know about business continuity and digest it in a way that you understand it. You're not like, if that was a waste. I'm you know as better off as I was if I never read the book. So you know, let no. me help
3: you. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely Talkin love in. it. Yep. Yeah. So buddy, close us
0: out. Buddy, you got you got All the right. close out. Here we go, <laughs> closing
3: us out. There this is there we are. We get to uh let's see, nikola Tesla was not an alien, but talk alien. Um may nobody also ever claimed been he was an alien on the we talked about that before the show. It's part no, of the No, 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 no. We actually show. did not claim he was uh, an alien. second thing, um by the book, uh Erica's is written a, uh, a a baller book. She knows what she's talking about. She's got look at all those degrees. Look at all those degrees. That's those are, are all know. those are all letters. That's a fancy literally, wall. Literally every, That is a fancy wall. Say, that is a Kanye West song right behind her <laughs> just Dude, where, where is Kanye? He knows we can talk about that next about. week honey uh, is gone also, he disappeared we also, we, dave can only handle two two bottles <laughs> for sure and yeah. then he starts slurring and talking way more than gold well, anyway um
0: and that's and okay out, uh, everybody still you. loves okay. me bro
3: it is okay and we do still love you yeah we're
0: not the,
3: mad at, you uh, at all. It's just funny at the uh uh check out the the spotify the youtube the the finger that Dave's putting up. Anyway, <laughs> Uh Spotify, and, then, YouTube, and one Facebook. last thing,
1: uh, we we put a thing up before the show and after the show. If you're watching live and if you're listening, look, uh, go on there. All of our partners and sponsors are on there with uh the West Point grads that started NRF Two Warrior. Are right, they got a hangover pill which Dave's going to need tomorrow? They also have an energy pill on there. It's all natural. Uh Dave's you know, probably
0: going to need that also tomorrow. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Fleetex and then Tenth
0: Mountain. I know. Houston's I'll wake up at five well. in the morning anyway. Hey,
3: also, I do want what to I say do. before before we're done, um, Erica, it was great to have you on the show, and and really it was great to hear to hear you not only share your experiences, but share your experiences with uh, getting out of the military, your the the stress that you were going through, and then um, you know how you turned it around, and how you kind of you know all of us go through that, especially when we're getting out or about to get out. Well we, don't oh, it's rough. Yeah. Well, we don't know what we want to do when we grow up. Like, we don't right. know what we want to do.
2: Something about my, my, the PTSD thing I was getting. I actually said to the VA, and this is how I wound up. Um, so, my intent, because I, I started a VA therapy in New York because I left Boston. And the VA is like, okay, we can take you uh, in about eight weeks. And I was like, fuck that. Nope. And I was mm-hmm. like, what is my other option? And they were like, well, you can go to the NYU family clinic or go to a vet center. I go, get me in touch with both. Whoever gets back to me first, I'll go to." And yep. I was like, "I was like, the thing that you don't understand is I am begging you for help. I am begging you for help and you're not giving it to me. And they go, yeah, we yeah, haven't that you're tough. highly distraught. I'm like, yep. yes. I said, look, there are 22 people a day who fucking kill themselves. And I am actually trying to get help and I'm not going to be one of them. I was like, but do you understand how frustrating it is when you have somebody who has the courage to say, I need you to help me. And not only do you keep asking me to go through evaluations, and you keep retweeting mm. your questions. I'm like, now you're telling me, okay, you jumped through this hoop now in, in eight more weeks. I'm like, no, gotta, I just went through
0: that. Yep. Nick yeah. literally went through all of that. Yep. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. Hey, of, it,
1: it, of, hey I, know, I know that we're supposed to close the show. Defeat out, the demon. Out. Hey,
0: like, hey, hey, uh, hey, yeah.
1: hey sh- shout out to uh, Congresswoman Escobar's office. Uh, I filed an inquiry with them, and they got things rolling right away with the El Paso VA. So shout hey, out to her office. Uh, she helped me out that. too. Because it's not the DC
3: girl,
0: right, Nick? Cause... Hey,
3: real quick, <laughs> real quick, real quick, though. But for both, both you, Nick, and, and Erica, it's like the common thread between both of you is that you didn't take no for an answer, an answer, and you advocated for yourself like if you know that you're in that position and it's that dire no is not an answer that you can take if you go to the va and they say oh well you got to go through this like okay cool what's the next option like who's the next person because Mm -hmm. i'm at a point that it's, it's like i'm going to do something stupid like i need actual help and eight weeks like it's I had a, a buddy that was it also – took him six months to, to get two. me
1: back into pain management. Six months. Yeah. You, you were just oh, supposed oh. to close
3: out for a couple seconds. Yeah. Yeah, well, I was. he was going to do the same thing. But it's true. I mean, it's true. The, the active army told him it was going to be eight weeks, and he was talking about – like he was in a dark place. And I was like, that's not good. That's not good enough. Go back yeah. and talk to him again. Like sit in the office and be like, hey, well, until you talk to me, I'm just going to be here. can't kill myself in a psychiatrist's office. That'd look bad. So you might want to just make an appointment like you might want to make some time for me
2: yeah, fight so, for your resources there are alternatives to the va that are free yeah. just do your research and ask them to tell you because they know who they are so right. don't yeah. well, don't take no for well an answer thank you
3: thank you for being on erica and thank you for sharing your yeah. like, not only your story but you know that's a lot of really good resources that uh that you put out there during the I can't say resources like it, it just comes off weird anyway. But You're my own, uh, Alabama Chevrolet links, links Alabama Alabama and resources. There we
0: go. Yeah.
1: Buddy, share links <laughs> <veteran> <laughs> hey, hey guys, <laughs> we, I already yeah. did that. Yeah, <laughs> veterantrashtruck.com, Hey, check us out. We'll, uh, see you next week. We got John Troxel coming on again with his book. So we'll see. We'll, yes. we'll see that going on next. So all right, guys. baby. Yeah, see you next Saturday.